Welcome to the Richard Blackbee Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. I'm excited. I know you are. <laughs> uh, it's always a pleasure to sit across from you, Richard, and, and talk uh, deep, deep, deep things. Deep thoughts. Very yeah. deep. Yeah. Very unfathomable uh, Very depths. thoughtful thoughts. <laughs> um, speaking of thoughtful thoughts... Uh, it's been a while since I've uh, talked to you about your beloved Buffalo. I yeah. know they're well, obviously not, not in <clears throat> no, not but in I the tell playoffs. You what, their they golf quite... game is already really going well. <laughs> <laughs> They've had lots of chance to practice already. Yeah, but there's always next year, Sam. You know, yeah. If uh, if if you guys have known Richard of any length of time, it's, uh, it's all about loyalty. Well, it's all about yeah. the next year, it's really. Next year. If you if it's, you root for Buffalo, it's about the prospects we're developing. Yeah, yeah. It's all about. Staying hopeful, being <laughs> future oriented. We'll have to do a whole podcast on just keeping hope, hope alive, Keep, even keeping when the there's faith. No, no reason to. <laughs> apparently, all right. Well, um, now that we have that out of the way, <laughs> thanks, Sam. <clears throat> I was having a great day. <laughs> it, it's not my fault. You're pulling for Buffalo. Uh, anyways, so today we're continuing our series in the experiencing God realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what uh, has really put Blackaby on the map. Your dad wrote Experiencing God uh, coming up on 26 years. 20 uh, more 20, 1990 it came 1990. out. So, yeah. yeah, so we're coming up on a 30-year mark here yeah. for Experiencing God. And uh, this has really been life-changing stuff, mm-hmm. really almost revolutionary stuff. Yeah. Uh, these truths, these realities that have, have come out of that. And we've we've gone through reality one, two, and three, and mm-hmm. today we want to look at reality number four. Um, it's uh, both a very exciting reality, but also a controversial one. It is. So, yeah. so tell us why that is. Well, uh, reality number four, in many ways, is, I think, the heart. I mean, all the realities are important, but uh, the fourth one certainly is... Uh, one of the most crucial ones, and it's it says this, God speaks by the Holy Spirit through the Bible, prayer, circumstances, and the church to reveal himself, his purposes, and his ways. Uh, it seems straightforward to some. I think we could read that and say, yeah, I, I get that. But uh, the fact is that the whole teaching that God speaks, I think it, it caught my dad by surprise at how many people push back against that. Yeah, and uh, not not necessarily atheists and unbelievers, but but Christians push back on that, and uh, and typically what people would say is, uh, well, I haven't heard God speak to me, uh, and uh, and I know lots of other people that don't hear God speak, so I'm not so sure that you want to teach that so positively, uh, and others would say, uh, well. God spoke in the Bible times because he was writing a Bible. But now we have the Bible. We don't need God to speak to us anymore. We have the Bible. So all you have to do is just read your Bible and you'll know what God wants you to do. He's yeah. put his will in his word and uh, and that's much more reliable than some nebulous feeling that perhaps you get in your heart or, or mind. Um, and we'll we'll address that one. And then third... A lot of people will say, uh, well, th- God may speak to certain people, but um, I think you're giving false hopes uh, 
to the average Christian, uh, I have people say, uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I mean, God spoke to Paul, God spoke to Abraham, to Moses, uh, to Peter, but those were Bible characters. Those, those people wrote, yeah. wrote the Bible. Um, but I'm just an ordinary Christian and God doesn't necessarily do that to me. He had a, he had a big purpose for Moses. So of course he, he broke into his human experience and spoke to him, but I just work at, you know, a normal business and I'm a lay person and I'm not a pastor, you know, a theologian. There's no reason for God to speak to me. And, uh, along with that, people sometimes will say, uh, well, I, God may speak to people sometimes for certain circumstances, but you have to be really careful with that because this truth can really be abused. And people will say, you know, I know someone that said that, uh, that God told them that, uh, that they should divorce their wife and marry their administrative assistant, that, uh, God had given them a love for their assistant and had, uh, released them from their marriage vows to their wife. And so, you know, but they claim God told them to do that. And so no one can argue with them supposedly, because how can you argue with what God said? And, uh, and of course, there are people who say those things. Uh, yeah. They they do abuse the truth that God speaks, and in fact, some people will use it as a club and say, you know, I've heard people say do that in church. A, a church uh, business meeting is trying to decide: uh, do we sell our property and relocate to the suburbs? And and then some spiritual person will stand up and say, well, last night uh, I had a dream, and God. Uh, clearly told me we're not to move our church. Uh, God told me we're to stay right here. And we use it almost as a trump card. It's like, well, the rest of the church body can't even discuss this now because somebody claims they've heard from God and uh, it's a it's a club to them now. Yeah. And so, of course, there are abuses uh, such as that. But, but experiencing God, uh, it says two things. One is that God does speak. And then this reality gives you all kinds of safeguards to protect you from abuses like what I just described. Mm. Uh, we, we're not naive. We know that people can abuse uh, this truth. And so there, so that's why we give so many different ways uh, to protect against that. And I always say, you know, because something can be abused doesn't mean that you don't use it. I mean, the Bible can be abused. You, sure. People have justified genocide they've 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 justified stealing they've justified adultery all kinds of things by pulling out a bible verse out of context people have abused the bible for for generations that doesn't mean you stop using the bible just because people abuse it you you just learn how to uh protect yourself against that abuse you 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 learn how to measure when someone says well i'm claiming this verse here in this uh in this book of the bible uh, well, then you know how to take that and measure it against what the Bible says everywhere else. Uh, yeah. And the same with uh, when God speaks. When someone says, well, God told me to do something that uh, is sounds crazy, uh, you, you don't just have to believe them. You, there's ways to measure that with the Bible as well. So anyway, I'm kind of starting off negatively, but I do want listeners to be aware that you may go to a church. There are certain uh, denominations that... Uh, just really shy away from God speaking uh, because yeah. they're just, and, and to be honest with you, there's pastors who are 
they're very scared of, to teach their people that God speaks. And if I was to be just really brutally candid with you, uh, sometimes it's because the pastor wants to be in control of the church. Hmm. And they're scared if the people, the grassroots, uh, they are taught that God speaks directly to them. Who knows what kind of crazy ideas they might get? And who knows if uh, instead of just waiting on the pastor to have a vision for the church and the pastor to come into the pulpit and say, God told me last night that our church is to go this way. And now all of his people realize, well, wait a minute, God can speak directly to us. He doesn't have to speak through our pastor. Of course, that was the one of the, the big uh, revolutions in, during the Reformation was uh, Martin Luther said, you don't have to just wait for God to speak to the priest and the priest to tell you what you're supposed to do. You, you can hold a Bible in your hand. You can go to God yourself and hear directly from him. Right. But there's a lot of pastors today that would basically, they don't want their, they, they want to go back to the Middle Ages and say, no, you, you haven't been to seminary. You've never studied Greek and Hebrew. So it's just best for me to hear from God and I'll let you know what God says. Yeah. And uh, it becomes a huge control thing. And so uh, I find that the healthiest thing a pastor can do is teach their people to hear from God because God's not going to mess up your church. He's actually going to make it come alive. He's going to mobilize your people. So uh, you don't need to be afraid of God speaking to your people if you're a pastor. Just learn how to that, how to uh, measure that word and test that word to make sure it meets the standard of a real word from God and it's not done carelessly or abusively. So anyway, that's kind of a long preamble to say this is a controversial subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know because I've run into it for years. Uh, and uh, But I would just also say r- regarding that, uh, the only way we know how to live the Christian life is what we find in the Bible. There's no other place to, to, to go and look and say, well, how should I live my Christian life? And when you go to the Bible, in Genesis, God is speaking to people. Uh, you get to Revelation, God is speaking to people. And in every book of the Bible, except perhaps uh, the book of Esther, God is uh, directly speaking to people uh, in throughout the whole, all the pages. So uh, in the Bible, God is speaking all the time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that tells us, well, if that's the only place we can look to determine how we should relate to God, well, then the, the model that we get is God speaking all the time. And it's, it's kind of crazy when someone says, yeah, but, but when God spoke to Paul, that was Paul. He was the, the apostle Paul. We're, we're not apostle Paul's or God spoke to Moses, but we're not Moses's. Uh, I would say, well, of course not. But then are you also saying that all the principles you find in the Bible, all the, the teachings aren't applicable to us either because they were given to Bible characters and not ordinary people like us? Yeah. Uh, you, you can't either it's true or it's not uh, either you can apply it or you can't. And, uh, the moment you start saying, well, yeah, Jesus said this, but he said it to Peter and we're not Peter. So we can't expect to do that. Like Peter did. That's craziness. E- either mm-hmm. the Bible applies or not. And I would look and say, well, the Bible constantly is presenting God as communicating with his people and, uh, and so we, that we should expect the same thing. Whatever, whatever you find in the Bible, certainly understand the context and what, what is happening in that passage, but then look to see how God wants to do those same kinds of things in your life. He'll, he may 
customize it to you and your circumstance. But uh, the truth of what you find in Scripture, you ought to be able to expect it to occur in your life as well. So the, the last thing maybe to say about that is uh, my dad often said, when you see something in the Bible that's not in your life, uh, like the power of God, you see God working powerfully in a Bible character, but you've never seen that in your life. Don't immediately discount something you see in the Bible because it's not in your life. Uh, my dad would say, don't lower the Bible down to the level of your experience. Hmm. Ask God to raise your experience up to the level of what you see in the Bible. So if God's speaking to people all the time in the Bible, don't just write it off and say, well, that doesn't happen today because I've never experienced that. Say, God, I haven't experienced that yet. So help me make whatever adjustments in my life I need to so that I can raise the level of my experience up to what I see clearly in the Bible. And so you see God speaking throughout the Bible. So don't be too quick to discount that just because you haven't experienced that yourself. It actually could be the most revolutionary thing that ever happens in your Christian life when you discover that that same God that spoke to Paul and Moses and Abraham is just as prepared to speak to you today in your circumstances and with what he wants to do through your life. Well, with that preamble. <laughs> that was quite a preamble, wasn't it? <laughs> it Even was. Take but... a couple of breaths in between there. Yeah, well, but it, but it's necessary to sort of set the stage for this reality. Yeah. And so with that, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and start diving into to what this looks like for the leader and what this looks like uh, for, for every person uh, that, that takes this seriously. Ready to take your leadership to the next level? The Entrepreneurial Leaders Program is a one-week intensive course at Oxford University designed to help marketplace and entrepreneurial leaders develop the skills they need to have a greater impact on their business and community. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to study under Dr. Richard Blackaby and other leadership experts at one of the world's most prestigious academic institutions. This transformational course will run from August 11th through 19th, 2019. For more information or to register, visit entrepreneurialleaders.com. The link will be in the show notes. Well, Richard, uh, you're no stranger to preambles. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Epic preambles. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the preamble to the preamble. <laughs> um, but before we, we dive in uh, deeper to uh, the ways that God speaks and and how he does that. Uh, you you and your dad have both written uh, a couple of books yeah. on this very subject yeah. that have come out of experiencing God. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. And and we'll also have links to these in the show notes, and then we'll start Yeah, we well, experiencing in. God, we, we take two entire units uh, to talk about God speaking. And so even in experiencing God, we give a little more extensive uh, treatment of that subject just because there's so much uh, yeah. involved in that. And we had so much feedback on that particular reality that we came back later. And at first we wrote uh, a workbook. It's a six week study called When God Speaks. And uh, you can get that from our website. We, we, now, we now we produce that ourselves, but, um, but it's a great little study to do in groups uh, that just basically goes through the, the most basic uh, of our teaching on God speaking. And it's great sometimes to do that study together yeah. uh, in a small group setting. And then later we wrote a more extensive book called Hearing God's Voice, and uh, and that was um, th- that we get into a lot of the different questions and issues related to this. Uh, it's a m- much more extensive treatment of just the different issues involving God speaking and lots of examples. So you know, I honestly, if a Christian came to me and said, 
what what kind of areas should I be reading concerning the Christian life? I would say, you know what, I just don't think there's anything more important for you than knowing when God is communicating with you. Uh, the Bible says God spoke and an entire universe came into being. Mm-hmm. Uh, God spoke and, and a, a, you know, a lump of clay became a human being, a living, breathing human being. Uh, God speaks and guys who are dead rise to life. So if God's word has that kind of power, you, you need to recognize when he's speaking mm-hmm. to you. Uh, you don't want to miss a word from God. And so I think every Christian needs to take some time just to study that subject and make sure that they're not missing perhaps what God's saying to them right now. Absolutely. And like I said, we'll have links to those in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, just great resources to kind of go a little bit deeper into this. And we'll see how deep we get uh-huh. in this uh, episode. Um, but uh, I want to start off with this question. Uh, there seems to be a lot of ways that God spoke in the Bible. Does God speak in all these ways today? Yeah. Interestingly, if you uh, just start flipping through the pages, you have uh, God walking in the garden uh, and speaking directly to Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. But uh, oftentimes God will speak using an angel. An angel, just basically the word, the Greek word for angelos is just messenger. Uh, and so at times God sends a messenger like that to, to deliver a message. Uh, and then there's unique ways like God speaks through dreams at times. Uh, Joseph, oftentimes when he's finding out he's going to be raising God's uh, only son, he, he gets dreams uh, and God warns him of things. Sometimes God speaks through visions. Uh, God spoke to Moses through a burning bush. Uh, God even, we love the fact God spoke through a donkey. Uh, that has encouraged a lot of preachers that perhaps God can even use them. Uh, you know, God can speak through writing on the wall. Uh, he can speak, he can guide people through a pillar of fire by night, a cloud by day. There's, uh, just numerous ways where God can speak. He speaks through prophets, speaks through preachers. He can just uh, speak through someone and give someone a, a, a word uh, from God to someone else. Uh, some, a lot of times in the Bible, it just says God told Moses or God told Abraham. And it, it doesn't actually say how he spoke. It just, it's just that God communicated. And in fact, uh, the Bible, you know, nowadays in our day, maybe our scientific age, we really kind of fixate on that. Well, in fact, whenever I say, well, God, God speaks, a lot of people will, will immediately think I'm talking about audible, verbal, hearing God's voice out loud. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, I don't think I've ever heard God speak out loud to me, but I've, but there's been a number of times where I had, it was unmistakable that God had just communicated with me. So don't get hung up on the fact that if you've never heard God speak out loud to you, that's not what God speaking necessarily means. In the Bible, he, it's that he communicates with you. He may put a thought in your mind he may just give you an impression. Uh, suddenly he puts someone on your mind and heart and you feel this compulsion that you need to call them right now or pray for them right now. And that's God speaking to you. It's not that it's, he has to use his loud voice. It's that he just um, he gets his thoughts to you in whatever way he chooses. And uh, so the Bible never really focuses on how God spoke. It, it just focuses on the fact that God did speak. And right. the, the, every, throughout the Bible, you never really hear people agonizing over, was that God's voice or was that my voice? 
I think the only example maybe is Samuel when he's a little boy. He hears God's voice and he doesn't know, he assumes it's Eli's voice and uh, Eli has to help the little boy to know that that's God he's hearing. Hmm. But other than that, there's not really many examples. Uh, you know, sometimes people look at Gideon, but Gideon had no question that he'd heard from God. I mean, he, he, he talked face to face to an angel. I mean, what he heard, uh, you know, he, uh, Gideon was not in any doubt. Uh, and that it had come from God, Gideon was not in any doubt. The only doubts he had was, are you sure that you really want me to do this? Yeah. That's where his doubt was. But he, he, he doesn't agonize about that. I mean, an angel shows up and burns up a whole sacrifice before his very eyes. Like, it's pretty obvious that I've just heard from God. He has to, his struggle is, can I do, am I willing to do what I just heard God tell me? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, God speaks in many different ways. That's never the big issue in the Bible. And so when I work with people, I have people come to me and say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't know that I've heard from God or that God's speaking. And oftentimes if I just start asking them questions, if I just start saying, well, uh, you know, what, 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 when you've been having your quiet times, what have you, what verses have stood out to you lately in, in the sermons you've been hearing, the Bible studies you go to, is there anything that has just jumped out at you lately? Maybe a, a certain truth or verse that is just nagging at you, or did you just out of the blue hear, like maybe a friend just shared a verse with you, or, uh, you know, maybe someone just said something that just really set you back and you just, you can't get it out of your mind. And uh, maybe your wife or your husband just made a offhanded comment that just stopped you in your tracks. And, you know, before long, uh, most of the time, if I just started taking an inventory with someone, they begin to recognize, well, wait a minute, I, I, I keep getting the same messages over and over again through different sources and mm. a song playing on the radio while I'm driving to work and suddenly I hear these words that I can't get out of my mind the rest of the day. Uh, you know, it may just be that God is trying to get a message to me. It's it's not that God's not been speaking. It's that I just didn't recognize that was his voice. Yeah, it seems like a lot of times it's just <clears throat> taking a pause and sort of taking an inventory of your surroundings and just thinking about what's been on your mind and, and what you've been reading. Yeah. Uh, that it's not so much a, a, an audible voice, but but just looking at what's been happening around you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very clear that, that God is speaking. And so what are, what are the primary ways that people might expect God to speak today? Well, uh, in Experiencing God, we list four primary ways. And I should probably just say, you have to understand the Holy Spirit dwells within it. Like a lot of people say, well, that was easy for the disciples. I mean, they saw Jesus face to face. So, I mean, they, they, they heard his audible voice. They were hiking around the country together. Yeah. They, I mean, they could touch him. They could see him. He stood right in front of them. He got their attention. So, I mean, sure it was easy for them, but you know, God is invisible. I, I don't, I never see him. I never hear his audible voice, but you have to remember, uh, in John 16, seven, Jesus actually said, uh, it's to your advantage that I go away because if I don't go away, I, I can't send the Holy Spirit to you. But when I go, I'll send him to you. And, and so Jesus himself says, uh, it's actually advantageous for you when you have the Holy Spirit. We, we sort of think in terms of, well, Jesus went back to heaven. So he kind of left us here on the earth alone now to figure it out. 
But that's not true. The Spirit of God actually is closer to us than Jesus was to the disciples. Mm. Jesus was beside the disciples, but the Holy Spirit is in us. So we have God even closer to us now than the disciples had when they could see Jesus. And Jesus goes on um, in, in uh, John 14, 16, he, he describes the Spirit as another helper. And of course, that word another means the same, exactly the same kind as what you've had. And so what Jesus was saying is, everything I've done in your life, uh, the Holy Spirit's going to do. He's, he's the same, he's going to help you in exactly the same way that I helped you. And so what can you expect of the Holy Spirit? To, well, he's going he's gonna to guide you just like Jesus guided his disciples. And of course, Jesus always was giving input. He was always telling them what to do, guiding them which village to go to next and what to preach and what, how to respond. And, uh, and so Jesus says that's, that's what he's going to do. And the, the last verse, just to put on the table as we start, is um, John sixteen thirteen, where Jesus describing this Holy Spirit he says, he'll guide you into all truth. Uh, mm. So whatever whatever circumstance you're in, if you're trying to decide between two job opportunities or you're trying to decide who to marry or you're trying to decide should we live in this city or that city, should I retire now at 65 or should I keep on working longer? Uh, should I take this guy on as a partner or should I maybe just pass on this opportunity? Uh, uh, all those kind of issues now... If Jesus said, in the same way that I always guided my disciples to know how to make the right decisions, you're going to have a Holy Spirit within you all the time that is pre- prepared to guide you into all truth. And so when God speaks, it's the Holy Spirit who is speaking to you. Uh, and the Spirit of God, of course, is spirit. He, he's within you. So he has access to your heart, to your mind, to your thoughts. Uh, he is working in other people to guide them sometimes to say a word to you that he wants you to hear. He's in the preacher who's preaching on Sunday for you and uh, guiding that preacher to say some things you need to hear. Uh, he, he, the Spirit of God is at work all around you, so he has access to all kinds of means to get words to you that he wants you to hear. Uh, he doesn't even have to say it out loud now. Jesus had to speak out loud because... Uh, that's the only way the disciples could hear him. But the Spirit of God is within you. He can, he, he's right inside you. He can place a thought in your mind uh, without ever having to say it out loud. So mm. oftentimes that's how he'll do it. He doesn't have to speak out loud. He's in you. He can just impress something on your heart. Uh, and so when he does speak, uh, there, there's different means that he will use to do that. And, uh, and we can look at each of those means uh, in the coming sessions. We may need to. Yeah, well, I was, I was, uh, was going to jump in here and just say that uh, this is a great start <laughs> to this reality. And yeah. there's a lot here, obviously. Yeah. And uh, I think rather than rush through it, I think this will be a nice, at least two-part uh, yeah. series. I, I don't want to commit us to just two episodes on this. Well, Could I think it's three. so important, Sam. I, I, you know, you don't want to rush this. We we assume we know this, but uh, my experience has been, in fact, you know, I, you know, I work with a lot of uh, Christian CEOs of very large mm-hmm. companies, and they'll fly all the way to Dallas uh, for a twenty-four-hour teaching session and three times a year with me for three years. And they don't fly all that way just to find out how to increase sales. What these very successful business people want to know is how to know God's voice, how to recognize when God is alerting them perhaps to dangers in the business world or 
to uh, to people that seem legit on the outside, but the Spirit of God is warning them to be cautious about some things. And th- there's just a lot of dangers out there today. There's a lot of uh, de- deceivers out there. There's a lot of false prophets out there. And uh, so Christians desperately need to be sensitive when the Spirit of God begins to warn you and alert you. And uh, the last thing maybe to just say as we close is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, there's a beautiful passage where Paul says, the Spirit of God knows what's on the heart of God for you. The Spirit of God has been in the, the throne room of heaven, and he's heard what the Father is intending for you. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit eagerly uh, within you, is he's heard what God wants to do for you, God the Father. And so God the Holy Spirit, who knows all the will of God for you, is anxious to let you know what God has for you so you don't miss out on any of God's plans for you. God has wonderful things in store for you. God knows how to use your life to the maximum for his kingdom so that if you'll listen, the Spirit of God will make sure that you don't miss a solitary thing that God has for you. Well, that's great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.